the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. So today is a very special episode because we are welcoming the very talented and exceptional fanfic writer Emily as a guest to the podcast to discuss the life of a BTS fanfic writer. And we actually read her newest fic out loud together in preparation. Yeah, like parts of it we read out loud, um, just going back and forth, which was really fun. It was like our research for the podcast. Yeah, (laughs) and also for this special occasion, we get to be together. Yes, yep. Kayla came to Rapid City. So we got to spend the day together so far, and then she'll be here for a couple of days, and we'll get to do some fun stuff. Exploring yeah. Mount Rushmore, mm-hmm. you know, different places and different hiking. Different parks. <laughs> um, but welcome back, you guys. Yeah, welcome back. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes, welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is a comedy fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though. So if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, I'm so fucking excited to speak with someone else in the BTS content creating community. Yes, definitely. Or I'm very excited to get to know what it's like to be a well-known BTS fanfic writer. Yep. Then you're in the right place. But before we get into it today, we have to thank you wonderful, amazing armies for being here and for supporting us. If you're a fan of this show and you want to show your support for us, you can do that by telling people about the podcast and by writing a review wherever you listen. And if you want to go above and beyond and show us a little bit more support, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated, and we're just glad you all are here listening. Yes, we love you guys so much. All right, so like Kayla said, we are super honored to have a guest on today for an interview episode. Uh, So this is Emily. She's also known as the Stars Above on AO3. She has many well-known works, such as Fever Started Long Ago, Make It To Me, True So Loud, You Can't Ignore. And then she's got a couple newer fics Mm -hmm. that were put out. So that includes 
maybe we're fireproof. And the most recent, which was just posted June 26, is even at my worst, I'm best with you. She has written over 340,000 words, gained over 23,000 kudos, and more than 1,800 comments under her BTS fanfics. She has also amassed a staggering 373,000 hits on these stories and growing. Yeah, that's incredible. So welcome, Emily. Thanks, guys. I'm very excited (laughs) to be here. Um, That was so nice. What a nice introduction. We're very excited to have you here. Yeah, yeah. So, Emily, you're calling in from New York, right? Yes, from New York. Yeah. New York City. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine living there. <laughs> it's very hot right now and mm-hmm. humid. Um, and the Pride Parade is tomorrow, so that's exciting. There's a lot of rainbow around. <laughs> oh, that's really Fun. exciting. Yeah. Okay. Emily, we want you to share your content of the week. We won't share ours. If you have any. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I do. I actually, I brainstormed about this for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what I landed on was something that I just saw on my Twitter feed today. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's a snippet, I think, from um, the BTS World game, which I haven't been playing, but of um, Mm -hmm. Jungkook and Taehyung in Mm -hmm. some sort of photo shoot, and uh, Jungkook is, like, biting, trying to... To, like play biting oh yeah okay yeah yeah we were actually on our way back from Custer, Custer State, State Park. Park and I was just like going through feed and I'm like Kayla look <laughs> look at Tay Cook being really yeah, cute so I, had, I was thinking of Jimin's post with um Yantan's paw I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty cute Aww. also but then this happened and I was like oh okay. well, Tay Cook yeah <laughs> yeah if you guys didn't know this already I had shared Emily's make it to me in one of the fanfic files episodes mm-hmm. previously I can't remember which episode it was like the second it was, yeah maybe. it was one of the very first mm-hmm. ones because you were like this is so well written I this is truly one of my favorites I have to yeah. share it mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah well definitely and Emily had actually you had reached out to us because you had listened to the podcast yes and then you were like I write fan fiction and then you just ended up being this amazing incredible yeah. Tay Cook fanfic writer slash BTS but mostly right. Tay Cook <laughs> yes mostly Tay Cook yeah it's, uh, yeah it's weird to think about that I was like so new to the fandom at that time and I can't believe like I don't know I just it's awesome you guys are still doing the podcast and yeah yeah it's just really cool how everything has kind of played out for sure <laughs> yeah so uh where did it all begin how did you get into bts how did you uh come about writing fan fiction yeah we'll just go ahead and jump into our questions that yeah we have for just you. coming off of that oh boy um okay well uh in terms of writing um i've been writing basically like for my whole life like since i was little it was just like I don't know. I feel like a really good creative outlet for me in a way that I expressed myself even before I really realized I was doing that. Um, and then I don't think I didn't discover fan fiction until like the end of high school um, through Twilight fan fiction, which is embarrassing. Uh, um, amazing. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. <laughs> we all read Twilight, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that was like how I figured out what it was. And then I started writing fic um, for the first time for Gossip Girl for Chuck and Blair. Wow. Um, I did not know yeah. that. 
so, uh, very random, but I just, you know, I, like I was into the idea that there could be like more content beyond the content that was put out like once a week by the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, like I've written like for a bunch of different fandoms and a bunch of different ships. And I really thought I was done. And then BTS, you know, just kind of <laughs> exploded into my life. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I found BTS um, when they performed at the AMAs in November of 2017. Oh uh, yeah, they yeah. <laughs> yeah, DNA, and I was just like, "Who are those people?" Yeah. Um, uh, like the dancing, I was just, I mean, it's like so typical, like my roommate and I watched together and we were both like, oh my God, wow. And then she forgot about it. And I like fell down the rabbit hole, total yeah. rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, pretty standard for my personality, but, um, I think like finding Tay Cook, which like I don't even know how that happened. Like I don't really remember how I got into them as a ship, but like that's what always gets me to end up like writing thick is having a ship that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as I got into them, I was like, I'll just you know, we'll give it a try, and now here I am. Yeah, and now you write a ton of fan fiction. Were you writing as much fan fiction before BTS or do you think that this is when it really took off? No, I've never written on this scale before ever in my life. Like I can't, I just like, I still kind of can't believe it. Like I had written, like definitely written fic before, but always shorter stuff and like never really anything like fully plotted or finished or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, this has been the first time, but it was sort of like once I like I did it once and then I realized I could do it and finish something. Um, And I got like a better response than I had ever gotten before. And it kind of has just grown Mm. from there. Pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So is there like a typical regimen that you follow when you begin to write a new fiction? Like, is there something that particularly gets you in the mood to write? I would say I wouldn't say I'm someone who has like a really like structured approach to it I think that just by virtue of being a fan of BTS and being constantly exposed to them I'm just sort of constantly thinking about them and like I I think the way like my brain like kind of processes being really into something is by like thinking of ways to write about it um Mm -hmm. like that's sort of like my outlet for it so I think just like being a fan of BTS is what puts me in the mood to write yeah Yeah, we get that Mm -hmm. like with making the podcast just being a fan of BTS gives us unlimited content and ideas but like I think what we really want to pick your brain about is there any like ritual or routine that you do but like before you sit down to write yeah or do you just like you just write whenever you feel inspired I so I don't have a ritual I basically try to be writing obviously not like actually constantly but sort of continuously like I if I have like a few spare minutes I I write on like I write in google docs so that I anytime I have my phone with me I couldn't pick it up and I can write so like I can be literally anywhere um and I think that that has sort of changed my approach to writing because previously it was the sort of thing where I would be at work or out somewhere and I'd have all these ideas and then by the time I got home I was actually able to sit down and write it like I would have lost the inspiration or not be in the mood anymore and so like being able to do it whenever has made me stick with it more that's awesome yeah that's really interesting I love that 
Yeah, it's totally changed the way I write, but it's pretty awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kind of touched on this a little bit um, just because you're a fan of BTS, but where do you get your ideas for plots and storylines? Where do they stem from usually? Are they pretty random or do you like brainstorm just as you're inspired by some sort of content that they put out? And do you ever feel like an idea that you come across or that you think of that do you ever feel like it's unoriginal or that it's been done before? So it's kind of a mix. Um, There's definitely times where like an idea just totally hits me out of nowhere like the idea for make it to me like I was thinking about which is the pride and prejudice one that you guys covered on the podcast Mm -hmm. um like I knew I wanted like I liked the idea of writing a fic about Jungkook as like a rich person (laughs) Um, (laughs) like because I had seen some of that around Yeah. yeah So I sort of liked that premise, but, like, the idea to make it Pride and Prejudice inspired, like, I'm not kidding. Like, I was standing, I remember where I was. Like, I was standing on a corner outside my grocery store, and I was just like, oh, like, that's what it should be. So, like, sometimes that happens, which is really awesome. Um, Other times, like, I think, honestly, something that inspires me a lot, other than, obviously, BTS themselves, is, like, reading other fic. Like, I read a lot of fic in the fandom. I, like, have connected with a lot of other writers. And so seeing what other people are doing, like it's very inspiring just because like, I don't know, you see people like experimenting with different writing styles or different, mm-hmm. um, like character dynamics. And a lot of times I'll just like see something random in effect where I'm just like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. Like maybe I should think about that. And a lot of time that sort of is like the starting point for me to then like it evolves into its own thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, that's what, and that's true. I think of like any media, not just fic, like anything I see on TV or music or other books I read, like that's always a huge source of insp- inspiration. And then also kind of just like my own life, not so much for ideas, but for like the way the characters act and like the mm-hmm. way they, I don't know, process things emotionally. Um, Do you have any character, um, like, personalities that are more so based on someone you know in real life and less on BTS as you know them? I wouldn't say more so based on, like, there's certain characterizations that are based or their um, experiences are closer to my own, Um, not necessarily based on other people in my life, but, like, I... The characterization for Taeyong and maybe were fireproof. Like I drew a lot from my own because in like basically the premise of that fic is like he has had feelings for Jungkook for a long time that he doesn't think are reciprocated and has had to like watch mm-hmm. him with other people. Uh, and that was something I like I had a crush on one of my best guy friends in college and that was like basically I drew a lot from that experience almost without even realizing ah, it yeah. to kind of inform like his feelings about that and um wow. I yeah. think that's I think that's so great that you've like you kind of did you, you channel act- it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like had yeah. you actively thought like when you were writing like you were thinking about that crush that you had or was it just like totally unintentional so I would say originally it was unintentional like I didn't go into the fic thinking like oh yeah like this is going to be based on what happened to me in college but when I sort of got into some of the scenes and I was trying to figure out how to articulate Taeyong's feelings um I was like oh <laughs> this I thought this before yeah, yeah. This is just so, that's so cool yeah. that you've kind of used your 
own like personal feelings and things that you've gone through to like contribute to your fan fiction that's, that's awesome. really cool yeah and I think I think it helps like make sense of why the characters are acting the way like that's always important to me is to like understand mm. why they're having the emotions they're having even if they aren't mm. rational um or yes. like especially yeah. if they aren't rational uh so yeah it's that has been it's a good I mean sometimes it like happens sort of subconsciously but it's definitely so it has been a oh, useful yeah. tactic I'm sure it would happen subconsciously but I have I have noticed in your writing that your characters do have very realistic reactions to situations and that was something that I was really enjoying just reading through different fictions mm-hmm. that you have um just that yeah. it did seem like they had just normal reactions based mm-hmm. on the situation yeah very fluid yeah it just mm-hmm. always seems to just play out how it would seem to actually play out. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad. That's something I, I definitely prioritize. So it makes me happy mm-hmm. to hear that. Good. So how would you describe your writing style and or author voice? Like your personal style of voice? Did you kind of develop it naturally? Did you have some active thought when you put into developing it? You know, it's just this is one of those questions that I think a lot of people struggle with is like having a style. So like some people will go and read fan fiction or like read books and like get really inspired from those things. But then like when you go to actually write, like you don't want to be writing like that person. You want it to be your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, in terms of so in terms of how it evolved, like honestly, this isn't a very good answer, but I think to a certain extent for me, writing has always come fairly naturally, which isn't to say like, it's not like, it's never easy. Like it's not like I work at it all the time, but I think it's always been natural for me to express myself through writing. Um, so I think that like my like style and voice kind of, kind of grew almost unintentionally out of that. Um, so like, I, I wouldn't say I've ever cultivated like a specific style. I definitely like try to make my writing better, but I don't like, I, it's weird. Actually, when I read that you guys had given me this question, I went on Twitter and I asked my followers how they would describe my writing style. (laughs) We totally saw the tweet (laughs) and we were like, we just not going to say anything. I, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I don't, I know that I do have a style and a voice, but I don't really hear it because it's sort of just my own voice, if that makes it's sense. It's natural. It sounds like it's very natural yeah, for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As kind of as kind of your uh, your fans of your writing, <laughs> I think we can describe your style a little bit just from what we've read. I don't mm-hmm. know if we can yeah. take a shot at it. Like, I mean, we already kind of said like realistic, like true to character. Like we both feel you really capture yeah. BTS very well. Yeah, when we were reading it out loud, there were multiple moments mm-hmm. where we stopped and we looked at each other and we're like, that is so, so something that's so something that Jimin would do, or that is yeah. so something that Taeyang would do. I love that you guys read it out loud. <laughs> yeah, that was actually Kayla's idea because I feel terrible, but Kayla's finished the fic. I have not finished your newest fanfic yet. That's okay. Um, and so I, I've just been busy, but I was like, I really need to read it. And Kayla was so all about it because she had just finished it. She's like, let's read it out loud. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) So we read some of it out loud. And, you know, it just you really portray them perfectly in your fiction. And then your your style, I think, is it's just very fluid Mm -hmm. and simple and easy to read. But also um, the way that you write is just 
very poetic and beautiful. Yeah. And I think you pay attention to what the reader is going to understand Mm because you're the author. So obviously you're going to understand everything about it. But I think you really pay attention to as readers, what we can absorb and what we're going to imply from something. And I think you do a really good job with that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard. Like you want to toe the line between like, not like throwing it in people's face when you're trying to convey something, but like also you can't be like so subtle that people have no idea what's happening. Don't they don't catch on <laughs> yeah, to it? Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> that's hard. Yeah, I do think in general, like I my style is fairly um, I don't know, like maybe conversational or casual. Like I don't write super formally, and I don't I'm not like a very wordy writer. Like I've always been like that. Like even with academic stuff in school, like I always was like that person who was done with my paper like if it was supposed to be five pages I was like I'd made all the points I wanted to make at like four pages um so I feel like concise yeah Yeah. succinct yeah Mm -hmm. but with being very expressive at the same time like I was very much blown away by the different vocabulary that you were using and the different verbs and um that you would throw in there that just were perfect for the situation that you're writing about Mm -hmm. that I think contribute to what we get as readers oh thank you yeah I try to be I am definitely conscious of like trying to use diverse language and like if I've used a word within the past like I mean other than like the words you have to use every sentence like if I've used a word recently that I try to change it and yeah I don't know I guess I try to mix it up and yeah I guess diverse is the best word for that yeah um so this kind of is going off of what we're talking about already but how do you write such well written fiction um I don't have you studied writing obviously you already told us you've been writing kind of your whole life as the way to express yourself but have you ever studied it academically and then what would be your best piece of advice for someone who feels like they lack writing skills but they have a desire to write fanfics and they feel like they have a story to tell so I would say first of all I have never studied writing formally outside of like taking like English in school um Mm -hmm. I definitely I I think for me a huge thing has been especially when I was younger I read like voraciously just constantly and I think that that I absorbed a lot of that kind of unconsciously and that has fed into my writing and my comfort with writing um I also, I mean, I did, I wrote a lot in college. Um, I was a history major, so I didn't write creatively, but I still had to write all the time. Um, and I also worked at the writing center at my school. I was the head of the writing center. So like I was a peer tutor and like a stuff like that. So it's definitely, it's always been, it's not something I've studied formally, but it's always been a significant part of my life, like in different ways and, uh, like manifesting itself differently. So I guess I could say I've had a sort of like informal education in writing uh and now that I write all the time like it's something that I just sort of continually try to improve on and learn things from other writers and stuff like that um my advice to people who are trying to write or trying to get into writing is I think that if you have a story you should tell it Uh, even if you don't feel like your writing is good enough or if you feel like it has a long way to go like really the only way to get better at writing is to keep writing um and certainly like when I look back at some of the stuff I wrote was when I was younger I'm like oh boy 
that's not great. (laughs) Um, So I just think, I mean, I think there's definitely ways to improve. I think, like I said, for me, I think reading other people's writing and identifying what about it that you like is important um, because then you can sort of not imitate, but find ways to practice and kind of like, if you see, oh, this person has amazing descriptions, then you can sort of try to identify things about those descriptions that mm-hmm. you that you like or you want to incorporate into your own writing um yeah and kind of make it your own yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and then sort of doing that to yourself also I mean if you write something then you go back and you look at it and find the things that you like about it or the things you did well on and try to repeat those and then identify the stuff that you don't like as much and figure out how to do better in the future. I mean I still do that with my writing all the time like I go back and I figure out the parts that I think I could do better at. And I try to focus on that for next time. So like implicating good research practices with reading and revising, revising, Mm -hmm. and also reflecting back on your own writing and what you've done previously to see what you would want to improve on in the Mm -hmm. future. I love that your advice for other people who are aspiring to write is to just write, Mm -hmm. to just do it. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like they really, like it's not, it really is the only way. And like, I think that, I mean, it's surprisingly hard to just sit down and write, Um, especially if you're frustrated with the output of what you're writing, but it it really is the only way to get better because you just learn from doing it. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you have a story that you want to share, then you should share it. Like it's going to resonate with someone. So yeah, I love that. Okay. So this is a question I really thought about because this is something that I actively think a lot about when I write, which is like never, but (laughs) when she's trying to write her (laughs) fan fiction, um, (laughs) which we're all eagerly awaiting, we're waiting from like literally been months. I know I'm awful. (laughs) Anyways. So narrative and dialogue, how, like, what do you feel makes for exceptional narrative and dialogue? And then do you particularly have a favor to one or the other? Like, which one do you have one that you really enjoy writing? I would say as far as narrative, I think it kind of goes back to something I touched on earlier. I think just like having a good like diversity of language and a good flow to your writing um, makes for really good narrative. I think like when people find sort of original ways to phrase sentences, like that's always fun to read and kind of a good, um, I don't know what the right word is for it, but mixing up the pacing, like having longer sentences and shorter sentences and not overdoing it on big words and just I, I just I think there's a way to like have very impactful writing without like being too wordy or formal yeah, fancy yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and I think also um something that's especially important in fic is like being able to convey emotion um through your narrative um and sort of like convey it in a way that is relatable or understandable to readers. Um, As far as dialogue, I think that the thing that I always focus on the most is um, that it, like, sounds realistic. And, like, I feel like it's easy, like, especially if you're trying to, like, advance the plot, like, it's very easy to, like, have your character, like, speak a paragraph that, like, explains everything that's happening and what they're feeling. But, like, the reality is no one actually talks like that. Um, So Mm -hmm. I try really hard to write dialogue that, like, sounds like words 
people would actually say in a conversation. Um, And Mm -hmm. one thing I do to like test that is I read it out loud to myself sometimes after I've written it. Oh, that's so smart. Oh my God. That's actually a tip from my dad. I'm going to give him a shout out. Um, (laughs) That used to be the advice he would give me like practicing for interviews or or whatever is practice your answers out loud before, but I find it really works for dialogue as well because it just like it helps to hear it. And if it sounds like something a person could conceivably say, then like you're probably on the right track. Um, I think I generally, I mean, as far as what I prefer, it kind of depends on my mood, but usually it's easier for me to write dialogue, um, especially if it's like fluffy, light, funny dialogue. Um, Mm -hmm. Like basically Mm -hmm. writing like Veman bantering is my favorite thing to do Uh, which is why like I can only have them be best friends in like every single fic I write because like Mm -hmm. I have to be able to write beam in just like being sassy with each other um (laughs) best friends yeah so like that kind of stuff is probably this thing like that's the most fun for me and the easiest for me to write um I don't honestly really like writing description that much even though I know it's important I just get impatient sometimes um but yeah (laughs) so you write mostly canon compliant things how do you assure that you're portraying the members as they are or even as people think and assume them to be which Mm -hmm. is a whole other thing yeah so I think it's hard because like obviously I don't know BTS and like I would never claim to like actually know anything about their private personalities or like the way they would actually act in any given situation so uh, in my characterizations I definitely try to like draw on the things that I see in them um just like through their public personas and through my perception of them and whatever content they put out um but I also think that in fic like or just like by the nature of certain stories like you kind of have to draw out certain characteristics sometimes more than like would like more than is how I like like for example in Make It to Me, like Jungkook, I don't think Jungkook is like a surly asshole. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like I sort of had to draw on that more like I guess what I would call like a quieter or like um more reserved like side of his personality and that was kind of the foundation for that. So I, like sometimes you just like adjust to the characterizations to make sense for the fic, but I always try to base it in things that I see them doing or that seem to make sense for them and their relationships with each other. Um, And, like, I do, when I'm writing them, like, I try to pause and think, like, oh, does this seem like something that, like, conceivably one of them would do? Almost, like, more so with, like, the rest of them. With, like, at this point, I feel like I've written Jungkook and Taehyung so much that, like, I feel like I... Like, they're thick versions. I feel like I have, like, a relationship with almost. Yeah. But, so, but writing the rest of them, sometimes I have to think about it more. Do you um, have a member in particular who you might struggle with more than the others? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> Sorry, I'm that, going off script. <laughs> no, that's a really good question, though. I think that... Um, I think that Jin can be challenging. Um, and I also kind of Hobie like I Mm -hmm. I feel like he I mean they all have like so many different layers to them and when they're just sort of like popping up for like a couple of lines or something in effect like you don't want to fall too much into like writing them the way they're always written you know typical yeah like it's so easy to always write Yogi as 
Yugi is being like surly and grumpy and like hating everyone and like that's not really that's not him like right I don't know I just I try to like think about uh, like how I think uh, like I don't know like some there is some truth to those tropes for sure and like they're funny and I think people like when they read fic like there are certain things that everyone just kind of like accepts are going to be like a thing Mm -hmm. and fix or that they look for from the characters yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. um but I also try to think like just think about them and what we see them doing and think you know just like how I'm writing them match up well you do it really well I think that's why we're honing in on this because I just think it's something that a lot of people think about when they're writing fiction like am I portraying them as they are like is is the way that I'm characterizing them going to like carry over well with other people um, right. So, and I, I think just, within yeah. the scope of your different fic topics, like Pride and Prejudice, Friends, mm-hmm. and whatever else, um, you do a great job of portraying them through the lens of this other kind of character, this other idea yeah. that you're giving to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I think something that helps also is thinking about them like in the context of the relationship that you're writing. So, like. Like, if it's, um, if I'm having a hard time writing one of them, sometimes it helps to think, like, about specifically how they act with the person who they're, like, having the conversation with. So, like, Mm -hmm. in, like, my newest fic, there's a scene where Jungkook is sad and, like, Yoongi offers to take him out drinking, and I just, like, thought of Malta and Bon Voyage, and I was like, (laughs) like, this is confirmed fact that this happened. So, like, that kind of thing helps, Mm -hmm. um... Helps, so yeah. using things that they've actually done as inspiration for the characterization or like how they're interacting with each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's easier to like ground it in a relationship um, than in just the individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are there any types of scenes that come easily for you? And then are there any that are particularly difficult? I know this is kind of broad, but like types of scenes, like things like, you know, like really emotional scenes. First meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that in general, I kind of touched on this before, but like it always is easy and fun to write like banter or just sort of like fluffy dialogue bantering back and forth that sort of thing like especially like humorous exchanges like that or just like they just seem to sort of like flow naturally for me um I also really like writing fight scenes actually (laughs) which is kind of weird because like I like you'd think that would be hard and sad to write um Mm -hmm. and I also am like very much not a confrontational person at all so maybe I like I was gonna ask do you like do you like arguing (laughs) in your life like are you good at it (laughs) no but so maybe I like live vicariously through my characters when they're screaming at each other um because like that's never yeah Yeah. like that's not something I would like ever do but I actually like some of the fight scenes that I have written in my fix are some of like my favorite scenes that I've written um which is weird, but kind of interesting. Um, yeah, that is really interesting. I would have not expected that. Yeah. 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 I guess just because, like, in fight scenes, like, you can get into, like, the really, like, it's very raw. And, like, you kind of, it all, it all gets laid out in the open. Yeah. And it kind of reveals, like, everyone's insecurities. And I don't know. I just, I feel like it's kind of, like, all the stuff you've been hinting at then sort of pours out in that fight. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. I mean, definitely very emotional as well. I'm sure it brings like clarity to the yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good way of putting it. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think in terms of scenes that are harder to write, definitely like the sort of big like emotional confession scenes are always difficult for me to write. Um, even if I have like the idea for what's going to happen, like that part isn't hard, but um, like writing the actual sort of like words that are spoken in scenes like that is hard because like there's so much emotion behind it. And so you kind of want to like have your character like give this big long speech, but like, again, kind of like I was saying before, like that doesn't really happen in real life. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a tough, it's tough to balance, like getting that emotion across and like getting whatever needs to be said across, but like in a way that seems authentic and like something that like feel would feel real. Um, so those, those are definitely challenging. Um, I'm thinking about your most recent fic, even, mm-hmm. even at my worst, I'm best with you. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. Um, no spoilers. <laughs> but for those of you who haven't read, and also Bethany, but um, but just thinking about like an emotional scene that Young and Jungkook have together in there, I think that going thinking about that dialogue and that narration and whatever and laying everything out, I think you do such a good job of they say less, but like you might describe their facial expression or a movement that they make yeah, or their actions. You get really into their headspace and their thoughts at the same time. And so as the reader, we're understanding and we can almost see it as like them standing there and they're mm-hmm. both these two characters are getting what's going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um but it does seem very natural yeah. the way you do it. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of just general advice that I've heard before about writing is like, you know, don't have them say that how they're feeling more show, show it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. heard that a lot. I think that's super important. And yeah, I mean, Kayla, for that scene, I think I edited that like 14 times. Like I read it, <laughs> I read it so many times that I had to just be like, I can't, I like, I, the words like started blurring together because I was just like, Oh my God, I've read this 4,000 times. There's nothing else that I can do to it. <laughs> How else can um, I do this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I did, I wrote it and then I went back and I edited it several times yeah so it's in short it like it takes it's hard to get it there but i'm glad the final product um it turned does out it well. turns out really well i think Thank there's you. like a, some kind of like emotional wisdom that goes along with like knowing that they're not people don't always say everything uh-huh. that they're meaning or feeling but they might show it and i mm-hmm. think that you in in that one and in other ones obviously just mm-hmm. do a great job of capturing that mm-hmm. thank you so how do you go about writing smut? Um, because I've, we, I think we've all read plenty of fanfics where mm-hmm. the, obviously there's smut and it can be very cringy or almost uncomfortable to mm-hmm. get through. So how can you make it hot and sexy and natural without it coming off as cliche or just straight up gross and uncomfortable? Um, yeah. Sorry to all my family members who are going to listen to this. Oh, no. Um, no, it's okay. Um, I... <laughs> Writing smut is definitely, like, no pun intended, like, is really hard. Like, that is also (laughs) a really difficult, like, type of scene to write. And it's gotten more difficult for me now as I have done it more. Because, like, frankly, there's, like, really only so many ways, like, you can describe certain things happening. Mm -hmm. um, Like, and still have it sound, like, sexy and original. And I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, like, honestly very not sexy to write it. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I'll get these ideas and I'm like, oh, that would be so hot. And then I'm actually writing and I'm just like, oh my God, this oh, is no. terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. But 
I think that for me, at least, um, there's a couple of things that help to make it not cringy. I think the first thing is like, for me, it's always more about, um, the character dynamic that is being conveyed than it is about like the actual act that's happening. Um, like I always try to ground scenes like that in emotion and in whatever the sort of like the context of where the characters are in their relationship, like whether they don't know each other that well and they're hooking up for the first time or they've been friends forever. And like, this is sort of like all culminating in this big scene. Um, like I, I really try to ground it in that because I feel like, I mean, for me, like sex is an expression of intimacy and an emotion. And so like, that is something like, I just, I can't really write, like, meaningless uh, hookup scenes. Like, even in, I think the closest I've ever come to doing that was the first hookup scene in Make It To Me. And even that, like, has clear undercurrents, I feel like, of developing feelings in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I think grounding it in the emotion and grounding it in sort of how they relate to each other, um, like for, in my fic, uh, Take an Inch, which is the one where Jungkook is sexy and sweaty in Taeyeon's backyard also. <laughs> yeah, 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 that one, yeah. <laughs> like a huge part of all of the hookup scenes in that was sort of like Jungkook having had this huge crush on Taeyeon when he was younger, um, and sort of still being kind of like in awe of him and what was happening between them so basically like I always sort of try to figure out like what's the mood and what's their vibe and then that informs how I write it um I also think for me like in the smut that I like to read and what I like to write is like definitely a lot of dialogue um because I feel like that again kind of like connects you to the characters and how they're feeling and it's not really like fun to just read like a description of like the mechanics of what's happening yeah, I know. yeah like that's <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah. And you let the reader kind of fill in with their own mental images when you do right. that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. I love that the emotion is like the is what really drives you through the writing process. Like when you're writing a smut scene. Definitely. Yeah. Because I think that is what makes it not uncomfortable. Like it's either it seems a little bit more natural because you're expressing the emotion that's going along with it. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And I also think just like having it be true to the characters, like they're not all like porn stars who like are super eloquent, dirty talkers. And like, I, you know, like that just yeah. isn't like sometimes I read smut and I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, who says, or at least like who says this in this character relationship dynamic, you know, like it doesn't make sense that they've been best friends for 15 years for like one of them to start just like whipping out this like really insane, dirty, like, you know, I just like it yeah. has to like feel organic and like authentic to them. Yes. Um, so yeah, that yeah. is how I write smut. <laughs> yeah. Love I love all that advice. I think that's really great. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so I gotta ask, do you ever get writer's block and how are you able to stay so consistent with writing and publishing your works? So, yes, I definitely get writer's block and creative block and every kind of block. Um, it's definitely become more of a challenge for me, I would say, like in the past, like more recently, like when I started writing fic, like I think I just had, I had it in a while and I was new to the fandom and new to the ship and I just had like so many ideas and so many like things that I wanted to explore. So it just kind of like flew out of me very easily, I guess. Um, 
but now that I have been in the fandom for longer and have been writing for longer, I, it just like it's like writing the same ship and the same people. Like at a certain point, you just run into you start overlapping on certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely it gets harder to make things still feel sort of like fresh and New. Uh, original. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and. I mean, there's always going to be, like, some overlap since it's, like, fan fiction and it's the same ship, but it's definitely hard to, like, keep introducing new creativity. I struggled with that a lot, not on this most recent fic, but the one before that, maybe we're fireproof. Like, it was really, like, like, it just, it was so frustrating for me to write. Um, I I don't really, I just, I don't know. I really struggled with, like, the story and just, I don't know, all of it. It was hard. Um, it's really hard knowing where you want to go and end up, but struggling with how to get there. Yeah, yes. and you've yes. you've written so much, mm-hmm. like you've written so so much specifically about Take Hook. Yep. I could see how it would be difficult to come up with fresh new ideas where you still see them in this in this same kind of light. Like you have an idea of their relationship and how you portray them, and then just that almost like continuously do it over and over again, yep. but making sure that it's all uh, different from, from previous yeah, stuff that you've written. Exactly. Like I don't have a short of a shortage of ideas or like premises, but exactly what you said, like finding out how to make like them and their relationship feel different, but also mm-hmm. the same, <laughs> like in the different premises is definitely, it's hard. And mm-hmm. I feel like I, yeah, I think after having just finished this most recent fic, like, I definitely feel like I need a little bit of a break to kind of, like, recharge creatively. Um, mm-hmm. And also, like, I might need to take a little bit longer with my next fic just to sort of, like, really make sure I'm doing something Yeah, not different. pump it out as quickly. Yeah. This is just, this is a question that we have for later on, but I think it works perfectly in this moment. Have you ever thought about writing a fanfic without Tay Cook? Or without Tay Cook being... Like, like the, the main sand- yeah the main so I have like in other fandoms like I have obviously written different ships I don't think that at least not right now I don't think like within writing BTS fic I don't really see myself writing a ship aside from them just because like I there's so many great ships and like I like to explore them definitely as side ships or like background ships um and I also like love Jungkook and Young and like like their relationships with all the other members but mm-hmm. yeah. I think just in terms of like I don't know I'm always, I'm like such a like one ship type of girl like I just I feel so emotionally invested kind of in them that I just don't feel like I could get myself into the right headspace to explore one of their relationships with one of the other members to that yeah. extent. Oh, we're not saying you have we're to write about like <laughs> G-Cook or, v- or V-Man or you know mm-hmm. like but even just like any other like a mm-hmm. you had you know like a a two sock or a yeah. ship or something like yeah. that like have you I think that the furthest I would get with that is writing them like in the background I just like I don't feel um connected yeah, yeah connected or just like I have enough of an understanding I mean maybe someday like I'll just get so burned out on writing Tag Hook that I'll like decide I need to dive into another set of relationships but definitely mm-hmm. none of 
like this is the relationship that resonates with me the most on like a more than platonic level so I love like exploring them as side ships which I have done and like I love exploring the different friendships and that's something I'm trying to do more consciously is like bring in some of the less obvious friendships like in the fic before that well even in this most recent fic like writing I mean Taeyong and Namjoon like in a relationship even though that wasn't really a focus but like that was new for me or in my previous fic writing Jimin and Hobie as a pairing like I'd never done that before and that was like definitely a challenge to try to figure out like what their dynamic would be um but ended up being like I was really happy with how it turned out so I definitely like to explore it, but I don't feel like, at least right now, it's something that I have enough motivation to do on, like, a full-fledged thick level. I know there's a lot of writers that do that, and I, like, really admire (laughs) their ability to do that, but it's just not something... At least, I mean, never say never, but not right now. Yeah, Yeah, but we... It's easiest to talk about things that you're passionate about and things that you... And obviously, like having written 14 different BTS, <laughs> you know, take oh fan fictions, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you have done so much research and so much development of these characters that mm-hmm. you have as your main focus. So it would be so difficult to start from scratch again with yeah. like another ship. It would probably mm-hmm. be a really good challenge, but yeah, for sure. Um, it also helps that like Jungkook is my bias and Taeyong is like basically also my bias. So mm-hmm. uh, like I, like that, like I want to write about them the most anyway, just because I love them both so much. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, I don't know. Oh yeah. Definitely makes sense. We mm-hmm. were just curious with the whole writer's block if maybe like that would be a way of like getting around, getting it, around it or you know, just looking into something else totally different. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the best things that you've learned as you've grown as a writer? Like something that you really think has contributed to your growth as a writer? So I think for me, honestly, the biggest thing about this whole process was just like realizing that this is something that like I'm capable of doing. Um, Because like I said, like I've been writing forever, but I've never finished something on this scale or like this many somethings on this scale. Uh, And I've certainly never gotten this level of feedback before. Like I still am just like, I can't, like I'm so blown away and astonished still um that like my writing has gotten the response that it's gotten um so I think like that for me has been a really big confidence boost and just like it gives me a a huge sense of um accomplishment and I also think it's kind of come into my life at like a time where I really especially last year like just at a time when I really like needed it and needed something to call my own and like feel proud about Uh, BTS has this way of affecting us and getting it coming to us when we need them. Yeah, Yeah. it is is pretty amazing. And it, it, yeah, I mean, them, the writing, all of it, like it's been uh, so, such an important piece in my life this past year and a half. And I feel super grateful for it. And just like, I mean, it's just amazing. Like, I've always wanted to write, and like, I have now done it like and written things like that are at like equivalent to writing a book kind of really Um, like a novel you could write a book like with your like it's which is like astonishing Mm -hmm. like to know that like I'm physically capable of writing something at this sort of like capacity and having people respond to it has been really awesome um Mm -hmm. what's so great about that too is that like 
even the, like BTS is current and is right now, but like as you, you know, as years go by, maybe you develop another passion or you've had another passion that you've can potentially write about and absolutely like yeah. move forward from here yeah, definitely yeah. and I feel like it's always something I sort of thought about and now it's kind of like I don't have an excuse because like I know I can do it um mm-hmm. you're competent very competent and yeah. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um so being somebody who creates content for BTS and in kind of like the BTS community. Um, Bethany and I also have had our own fair share of feedback, both positive and negative. So we're just wondering for you as a fan fiction writer, especially with one of the biggest ships in BTS, Tay Cook, Mm -hmm. um, how has it been for you receiving feedback, both positive and negative? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think that I've been, I, I feel like I've been super lucky and I feel like the majority of the feedback that I've gotten has been really positive and really nice. And I've connected with a lot of people on Twitter, um, who just are amazing. And it's like so fun to talk to them and talk to them about writing and stuff like that. So I really feel like the majority of my experience has been very positive. Um, there's definitely less positive people mixed in there. And I do feel like as I, like my writing has gotten more popular, like there's more of that, which makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's hard. Cause like, you know, you can get like a bunch of positive feedback and then you hear like one negative thing and that totally like, just one yeah, negative. like that's yeah. the thing that sticks in your head. Yeah. It completely ruins it. Mm-hmm. So how do you process that? Like Bethany and I both process that kind of feedback very differently. I tend to just be like, well, I take it with a grain of salt. And if it's somebody that we know through the podcast mm-hmm. and we really care about, then of course we very much take it to heart and consideration. Mm-hmm. But if it's like just some random, random person, people being yeah. an asshole on the internet, mm-hmm. then it doesn't set me off or upset me as much. But with it Bethany, definitely sets me off. Like I, I get very emotional with it and I'm like, how could someone say this? Like I, and I start thinking like we should do things differently, even though it's this person who I have, I have no connection to whatsoever, mm-hmm. but I'm elected. I like it affects me so much that it makes me want to like change something or do something differently. Well, we put so much work into it that mm-hmm. when we have somebody so random to say something negative, it's mm-hmm. it's painful. Yeah, but we at least have each other, so we're just curious how like you, you are cope going with through it. it. Yeah. yeah, on your own. So I definitely am more in the Bethany camp. Um, it definitely <laughs> it affects me for sure. Like I'm not good at just brushing it off, um, and I feel like it's hard because like obviously like you said like if it comes from someone who I know and whose opinion I really value then like obviously I want to hear from them their thoughts and like similarly even if it's someone totally random like if they have something constructive that they want to say to me in a respectful way like if they have questions about why I wrote something a certain way or if they feel like I mishandled like a certain sensitive subject or something like that like I want to know that and I want to be sensitive to that obviously like I'm not a perfect writer and I am not like an expert in every single thing that I write about so like I want to be conscious and I want to learn of course um but like I just when it's like a random person who just like says something nasty for no reason it's just kind of like what are you doing here um and I do I think it's the sort of thing where like I mean even in just this past week like I had a couple of those and the first one like totally upset me and then like there were a few after and by the last one I was just like dude whatever like knock yourself out like I don't really like if you want to just come here to like make me feel bad about myself
yourself and like congratulations mm. I don't really know what to tell you right. Right. yeah um, when it's yeah you could have a hundred positive comments and three negative ones and those are the ones you focus uh, it's just on like, yeah. I, and it's like the thing is like I'm not like this is fan fiction like I'm not profiting off of this I do this in my free time mm-hmm. to be part of the community if you don't like what I write then like you don't have to read what I write and so mm-hmm. I just exactly. I don't really understand yeah. people who are like well I totally disagree with you writing this this way because it's like well uh, okay so like then don't well, then yeah. you go write it and, yeah and it's not constructive at all it's just like this is how I feel yeah. and well, I disagree with you or whatever and honestly like a really good lesson for me in that was in that like the day after my new fic was posted in the span of one day I had one person criticize me for Jungkook's reaction in, to a certain thing that happens in the fic and then later that day another person came and criticized it but in the exact opposite direction so one person was like oh my god he totally (laughs) overreacted he's the worst and then later the next person was like i really don't think i could ever forgive someone for that i feel like he's underreacting but like it gave me such clarity because i was like well okay i mean i'm never gonna please anyone or like i'm never gonna please everyone Mm -hmm. so like people react like reading is subjective people react to things differently based on their own personal experiences and like I can only write what feels authentic to me yes, and if girl. people disagree yeah. with that then like okay sorry if I'm not being disrespectful then like I don't really care if you don't agree with how I wrote a character good job yeah yes. I think that's a good way to reason through it yeah. I mean it's the only way that you're gonna stay sane within producing yes. BTS content like be, I mean, you know like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we uh, know like ARMY can be so opinionated oh and boy, yeah. I mean so it, we're we're such a diverse group of people throughout yeah. so many different age sets mm-hmm. and different experiences that like you said something that somebody experienced is going to inform them differently than Mm -hmm. what somebody else experienced. Yeah, and if we had to, like, go by what everyone was telling us, we would have... 20 plus disclaimers at the beginning of this of course, podcast. Of yeah. Course. yeah. <laughs> and we would never like curse the, and we would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like the best anything, like the best any of us can do is just like try to like be as respectful as possible of, of BTS, of other people in the fandom and like learn if we make mistakes, like learn and apologize from them for them mm-hmm. and move on. And uh, you know, I mean, no one is like, none mm-hmm. of us are, going to be perfect at this and I feel like other content creators I feel like understand that yeah definitely Um, Mm -hmm. and I mean I was really lucky like a bunch of like my writer friend people on Twitter like while this negative stuff was happening reached out to me and were just like good god (laughs) that that helps oh good (laughs) that's good good so we want to know what fic are you most proud of and then is there any particular scene that you've written that you are proud of so this is so the fic question is easy for me. The scene question is harder. Oh yeah, um, I could see that. <laughs> I think in terms of fics, I have sort of like a tie. Um, I think the two that I'm proudest of are "Make It to Me," which is the Pride and Prejudice one, and "Truth So Loud," which is like the really long canon compliant one um, and I think for different reasons, like and "Make It to Me," I really like like just like the plot. And make it to me like I like the evolution of the story. I really like their char- like both of their characterizations in that. Um, like I, lo- I just I don't know. I like the story of Make It to Me the best. I think. Um, but Truth So Loud for me was just like such a labor of love. Um, and it took me like it was took a really long time to write it, and it was it's like 
it was so like icy and painful to write and I'm just like I'm really proud of how it turned out um and I just like it was a sort like I had that idea for a long time and I was like putting off writing it because I was afraid it would be too hard to write and I just I'm really glad that I did it and that I told that story and I'm proud really proud of how it turned out um and I think like the emotional journey in that fic like is my favorite oh yeah Um, Yeah. true so loud you can't ignore oh my gosh I think that is my favorite well I haven't finished your most recent but I think that is my favorite one (laughs) of yours probably the best one (laughs) um I'll yeah and I also um I think like kind of relating to the scene thing like the end section of that fic like from when they like finally get together through the end like that is probably my favorite like section of a fic I've ever written. I also really love the Hawaii part of that fic. Um, so I think like probably collectively that one is my favorite. Um, that one it seems realistic. Like when I read it, I'm like, I swear this that this happened. Yeah. <laughs> this is like when I read that one. That's it made me a more heavy Tay Cook shipper because I was like, I could see like all of this happening because you did write it in a canon compliant way. And it makes Mm -hmm. so much sense. And like when Bethany told me about it, she was like, you got to read this. Yeah. Kayla's like, which fix should I read before the research? But then you dropped your new one and and everything. But I was like, true. So loud. You can't ignore Mm -hmm. it. I'm like, you've got to read it. Like, it's really good. Yeah. I think that probably, yeah, that's probably the best mm-hmm. one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Is the scene question too hard? Because <laughs> I, I know you've written a lot of it's, scenes. It's just like, it's not, it's hard just because, yeah, there are so many of them that, like, it's really hard. And it's like, I don't know, it's like different, there's different factors, like, which is just like the most fun to read, which is like the best written. Um, I think that, like, let me think. I don't know. I think there's like a couple that definitely stand out um like in make it to me i really like the like that confession scene is one of my favorites like when jungkook shows up outside of taehyung's apartment like i just love that part like i was really happy with how that turned out um i sort of said in truth so loud like i all of I mean, like, in Hawaii, like, the scene where they kind of, like, hook up again, like, I really like that scene. Um, I really, I like I said before, I really like the fights in um, We Made These Memories for Ourselves and in Make It to Me. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's a bunch. Like, it kind of depends on what sort of mood I'm in. And then there's, like, little scenes that, like, aren't as emotionally significant, but that I always sort of, like, think fondly of. Um, yeah, you said you like those, like, bickering dialogues yes. or, like, that back and forth, like, fun, playful stuff. Definitely, mm-hmm. like, so, yeah. any Veeman mm-hmm. scene I've ever written. Um, mm-hmm. But then also... I love Veeman and Make It To Me. <laughs> they're, so, they're so great in that fic. I love yeah. them in that fic, and I <laughs> love them. There's a scene at the beginning of Take An Inch where they're on the phone, and Jungkook is like approaching the house and Taeyong like has a meltdown about it and like that is one of my I just I I don't know I love writing Pima and those are always really fun <laughs> um what is your best piece of advice for aspiring fanfic writers yeah, we've already asked some questions about advice for right. other people but like if you could give one piece what what would you tell them 
I mean, I think kind of what I said before is just, like, if you have an idea to just write it. I mean, certainly, like, when I like when I entered the BTS fan fiction writing community, like, I was new to the fandom. I was new to the ship. I had never written anything that had gotten any sort of, like, real recognition before. And then I just sort of, like, I don't really know how or what happened. Like, I just kind of, like, walked into it. Um, and so I just, like, you never really know what's going to happen. And, like, even if you don't get, like, tons of feedback, like, there's still going to be someone who responds to your writing. And there's so many, like, really, really good fix out there that still haven't, like, gotten a ton of recognition or whatever, which I just, like, I, like there's so many good writers and there's so much good fic. And so I feel like... I don't know, like, it's such a, fan fiction is so cool because it's, like, a way to contribute to the fan community and sort of, like, it's a unique part of your own fan experience, so I'd really say to just, like, to just do it and see what happens. Um, I also think, like, reading other fic and kind of, like, immersing yourself in the community, trying to connect with other writers, like, one thing that's been really fun for me was making a Twitter and connecting with other writers on Twitter and, like, writers that I like totally fangirled about who I now talk to regularly which is like still very wild to me yeah Um, but I think like that has been cool too just sort of becoming part of like the community um is sort of like a way to I don't know like get your fic out there and connect with other people um I wish I had like a magic piece of advice but I really think like just Right. Um, Just write yeah. and, and read other fic. I think if I can also pull some other things that you've said throughout this episode is like, do your research. Yes. Be uh-huh. authentic to you and what you want to write about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're not going to write well if you're not writing something you're passionate about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like trying to. I mean, obviously, like, like, obviously none of us actually know BTS, but definitely, like, trying to get yourself inside the head, like, the heads of the people that you're writing and sort of understanding them as characters and their relationship and, like, grounding your writing in something that feels recognizable. Um, I think all of that yeah. is important. This is kind of a, a sidebar, but when we were reading your fic out loud... Whenever we did see that characterization where it seemed so true to mm-hmm. how we know BTS today, we would turn to each other and we're just like, she gets it. Like, she gets it. <laughs> <laughs> because we spend so much time, like, researching, consu- researching consuming yeah. BTS content. Yeah. And, like, through that, you just naturally kind of want to get inside the heads of them and kind of just try right. to figure out why right. did they do this? Or, you know, you know, just it's just kind right. of fun to do. And I think that's really neat like a good piece of advice is mm-hmm. you know to just yeah when well, I mean mm-hmm. like it, it like we do I mean obviously they don't know us but I think like all fans like feel like they have a relationship with BTS oh, yeah. and like BTS plays such a significant role in all of our lives so like yes. you do oh. feel like you you know them mm-hmm. like on some like it's not obviously not on a personal level but like, you still have feel this connection to them yeah. um we talk about the cosmic so connection think, that we the, feel yeah. to BTS all the yeah. time yeah, yeah. seriously yeah it, um we have our yeah. friend Skylar who she just went on this huge rant with us about how like you know like you don't pick your bias your bias picks you and that you just you yeah. know like you have so certain real. connections to certain mm-hmm. members or like you know and 
yeah. Yeah. It's just a part of being a fan that's mm-hmm. just really fun and, and personal. Jungkook picked me for sure. I was like, yeah. oh, who's this cutie? And then I was like, oh, he's the youngest one. Of course, this is oh, the yeah. one that I... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everything that you have said has been really important and meaningful and helpful to us and to mm-hmm. other people who are aspiring to write fanfic. Um, just to kind of wrap it here at the end, we just want to know, you posted your newest fan fiction, even at my worst, I'm best with you, which is a friend's AU, but we're curious if you have any ideas that you've been thinking about for upcoming stories. Yes, I do. Yay! Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, she probably doesn't. She's like, I just finished. Come yeah, on, you guys. Like, leave me alone. Oh, no. Give me I, always, I have like a notes app on my phone that just like constantly has four million ideas on it. Um, some of them Amazing. are more fleshed out than others. Um, I think that I definitely, I like feel like I need to take a little bit of a break. Um, but what I'm thinking of next was I actually got a Tumblr prompt a while ago. I had like done this ask thing on Tumblr where I told people to like send me a prompt and I would write like a mini headcanon for it. Um, and one of the prompts I got for that was uh, athlete Taeyang and sportscaster Jungkook, um, which like I really like. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Which like totally would not have been something I would have thought of on my own. And I was sort of like, oh, whatever. And then I wrote the headcanon and I was like, huh <laughs> um yeah. so that i've had that idea in my head for a while um sorry so what kind of athlete I, <laughs> golfer I have you decided baseball player um, oh, okay interesting so, all right so which like has no real roots in anything other than that i think i had seen a baseball game recently and so i was just like okay <laughs> um <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. I think that's what I'm going to try to do next, but um, I have to like spend some more time brainstorming and kind of filling out the plot a little and also like researching baseball. Um, yeah, take your time. Yeah, take yeah, your time I I and gonna, make sure it's enjoyable for you. Yeah, yeah that is the plan. Um, other than that, uh, I don't know. I like, I definitely have other ideas that I'm sort of like trying or like just like dynamics that I want to like explore or look into um but that's the one that's kind of like on the top of my list right now yeah we're eagerly yeah we look forward to your next fic but absolutely no rush you Mm -hmm. just released one so yeah yeah, take your time with it we were just curious yeah (laughs) thanks for asking Um, so just for us and for everybody listening, um, so that way we can know when your next fic is coming out and also just keep up with you and keep in touch with you from here to then. How can we keep up with you? What are your social media handles? So I am obviously the stars above on AO3 and Mm -hmm. I'm also the stars above on Twitter. Um, I think that's probably like the best place to connect with me if anyone is interested um like I love it when people dm me or message me or at me or whatever I like don't really like know like I can't like keep up with twitter the way like a lot of people do but I like to just use it to like see what's going on and like talk to people um so I'm definitely there um I also have a tumblr which I'm not on as much but I do have it um and my handle is streetlight serenades um if anyone 
anyone is into Tumblr can come find me there. Um, my Instagram is private, so I'm not going to say what that is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I say, yeah, Twitter. Come find me on Twitter. It's also always at the bottom of my fic, all of my uh, social media stuff. So come chat. Um, yeah. I promise I'm not intimidating. <laughs> Read Emily's newest fanfic and then DM her about how much yeah. you love it. Yeah. Please tell me all your thoughts. Well, we've really appreciated having you on the podcast. You were our first person that we actually called in. So this oh is gosh. this was one of our goals for of the podcast. Yeah, yes, we I did our, yeah for our fiftieth episode, and so we finally got to do it. And we just Yay. feel so honored and blessed that you were able to come on. It's so great to have someone who has a lot of knowledge and advice to provide for mm-hmm. our listeners. So we just thought this was the perfect first interview guest episode yeah Uh, and we really are just so grateful you came on we appreciate it yeah (laughs) thank you i feel very honored as well when you guys mentioned that in your 2019 goals i was like oh yeah i want to do that (laughs) Um, so i'm really glad this worked out and i'm very honored to be your first guest and super grateful to you guys for this is like one of my lifelong dreams to like be on a podcast (laughs) oh Oh, that's so great well here you go (laughs) so thank you so much this was really fun you're so welcome thank Mm -hmm. you so you guys if you liked this episode and if you've liked any of our previous episodes there's a few things that you can do to let us know you can write us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast or whatever platform you listen on we are almost to 300 reviews and you guys know when we get 300 reviews on iTunes you get a bonus episode (laughs) oh man I'm just thinking about that like we're having we're gonna have multiple episodes know, in the upcoming girl. week it's gonna I be a know. lot but the reviews we're so grateful mm-hmm. so uh we're happy to do it yeah and then we would also love to hear from you we love to hear your feedback um even if it's negative we still want to learn from it so <laughs> we love to hear from you you can reach out to us via email or on any of our social medias and of course you can find links for all of those things in the description in the description thanks for listening and thanks for standing bts